Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome yeah. back. Sorry. I'm Andrew. I'm Katie. <laughs> I'm more apologizing <laughs> that we have been gone for so long because for you, yes. it's been a while. <laughs> yes, it has been a while for you. And we just want to we just wanted to make sure we had some quality content for y'all. Absolutely. And by the time this graces your ears, we are manifesting that Andrew will be in complete peace. <laughs> and everything that is going <laughs> yes. on in his life will have just chilled the hell out. <laughs> I know. I am I'm ready for it to chill out. When are you I, sharing with yeah. the audience what exactly is happening at the moment? Once it's done. Once it's said and done, it's going to remain a mystery, people. Yes. I'm just trying not to get it out there too terribly much. I mean, there's a lot of people who listen from um, Discord who know about what's going on, but I'm just not making an overall announcement publicly until it's all done because I just I don't want to jinx anything (laughs) (laughs) understandable so but what what else is new with you this week what's let's catch up anything new (laughs) um well said (laughs) (laughs) pretty much (laughs) honestly it's just really been uh one of the most lazy weekends in weeks other than like my roommate getting sent home to work so since we work for the same place we're sharing a space and that's interesting oh i bet so competing for space during the day that's got to be difficult yeah i mean it's it's working for us right now but i'm just ready ready and by the time people are what has been oh go ahead oh i was just gonna ask what you have been up to if anything new other than a rebuilt booth nothing i don't do anything um I had a really big pretzel yesterday, and honestly, that's been, like, the talk of the town in my house because I'm like, remember that pretzel? That was awesome. That's how little I do anything anymore. (laughs) I'm, like, so stoked about this fucking pretzel that was the size of my head. So it was a birthday pretzel because I'm I'm entering my 29th orbit. Yeah, other than that, I mean, by the time you guys listen to this, I'll be 29 already. So, yeah. Yeah. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Time flies when you're stuck in the house for 82 months, <laughs> I think. 80, 18,000 years. Somebody had mentioned something today. I think it was like the death of an actor. It was in the office community, and they were like, remember back in April when he passed? And I was like, holy shit, I thought that was years ago. But no, that was back in fucking April. <laughs> Oh. That's like a, to oh what God. is time anymore? <laughs> what is time? India explain. India explain. What is time? Weirdly enough, it was an Indian actor too. Just coincidental there. Explain. Oh, <laughs> explain. <laughs> so, explaining what uh, today's episode is. We are in. Italy, my home, Italy. my motherland, not my motherland, that's bad, uh, my uh, homeland, <laughs> my roots. <laughs> Your ancestors' land. Indeed. I'm very excited about this episode. But first, today our episode is paired with the very refreshing classic Italian spritz cocktail, and this is brought to you by mm. Love and Olive Oil. It's a food blog that focuses on Italian food and drink. 
And this drink is three ounces of Prosecco or sparkling wine of your choice. I used Prosecco. (laughs) One ounce of an aperitif, such as Aperol or Campari. And I got Aperol. I couldn't find Campari anywhere, which is really weird. I don't really have any experience with either of them, so I just whatever, I guess. Screw it all together. (laughs) Yep. And so you can top this with sparkling water or club soda and garnish with an orange. And I actually, I got an orange sparkling water to top this off because I wanted to lean into it. So, oh my God, by the way, this drink, you guys, (laughs) it tastes like a carbonated high C from like childhood. I am like, and I took a few big swigs because I'm like, oh damn, that's good. And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's champagne. I'm fucking drunk already. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) gonna slow down a little. (laughs) I failed the assignment this week because I legitimately was like, I'm going to do the cocktail this time. I'm going to do the cocktail this time. And I failed the assignment, everyone. Happens to the best of us. We're both sporting like a C minus in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, C minus. Hey, it's we're getting there. At least we know we're. You can work your way up from there. (laughs) (laughs) I I'm not even kidding. This tastes like high C. I read online they're like, it tastes like a Capri Sun. You're wrong. It's a high C, and you're remembering childhood wrong. If hey, even if it tasted like a Capri Sun, that's my that'd be okay too. Yeah, but then I'd be even more drunk. So, <laughs> <laughs> because Capri Sun, yeah. I always drink those in like two and a half seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Just like suck it down. So something I wanted to start doing in each episode, which I have no idea why. Oops, bump. Um, why I never did this before, but I wanted to learn about how each country toasts when they have drinks, because obviously this is not an American-specific thing. So I was reading about Italy, and in Italy they toast in a ton of different ways, just like us. Like, you know, best wishes, here's to the happy couple, to us. (laughs) They do it all in Italian, obviously. The first I really enjoyed, though, it's a very popular toast, and it's chin-chin, and chin chin. <laughs> chin chin and it basically means cheers when they're saying it however there's a little bit of a history lesson here chin chin comes from the chinese ching ching which means please please and this was used as a friendly greeting amongst chinese sailors and eventually it passed on to italian sailors and merchants early cultural appropriation question mark they loved it probably yeah <laughs> and they loved it so much because it sounded like the sound uh, glasses make when they clink together, like chin chin. So that's why they really liked it. So and okay, okay, yeah. And so it's really popular in Italy specifically, but some people use it throughout Europe. But quick anecdote: you should never use this toast in Japan. Ask me why. <laughs> why? Wait, no. But yes, why? A Japanese businessman once went to a dinner event. During the course of this dinner, an Italian raises his glass and toasts chin-chin to the Japanese man. At first, the Japanese man looks stunned. He looks at the Italian, and apparently detecting that the Italian meant no harm, he raises his glass and sips his drink, sharing in the toast. He smiles. Later in the evening, someone who noticed his facial expressions during the toast goes to the Japanese man and asks him about this reaction. He smiles and explains. 
I had not heard this particular toast before. In Japanese, the word chin means penis. <laughs> so when he said chin chin to me, I thought he was insulting me. <laughs> then, penis, penis. penis. <laughs> then I thought about it and I decided, if this man wants to toast my penis, who am I to argue? So I accepted the toast gladly. <laughs> toast the penis. Penis, penis. <laughs> penis, penis. If... Someone in Italy makes a formal toast, you're most likely to hear something along the lines of, well, cheers, guys, here's to your good health, or, and I know Andrew's going to be excited about me doing this, allora, chin chin ragazzi, alla vostra, salute. <laughs> and everyone would respond with, salute, and then they would drink. Ah, <laughs> yes. Ah, yes! Now, we, in our family, we actually do something different. Uh, when my big Italian family, we do a big gathering at Christmas time every year and make a bunch of lasagnas and eat like home Italian meals. Somebody always makes a big toast and they end it with to family, ti amo. And everyone says ti amo and drinks their drink, which of course is similar to te amo in Spanish, which means yeah. I love you. I, I'm aware of that one. So with my drink, I say to you all one more time so that Andrew can go again. Allora, chin chin ragazzi, alla vostra salute. <laughs> so that's how they cheers in Italy. I respond with pterodactyl sounds. <laughs> it's my mating call. Mine's more of a... <laughs> oh, hey. Breadsticks. Uh, hi, oh, hey. breadsticks. <laughs> Penis, penis. Pe penis, penis, Andrew. Oh, my God. From now on. <laughs> Anytime I'm drinking, like, physically with you, I'm going to be like, hey, penis, penis. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't oh, wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I'm very excited to hear what you have to teach me about my ancestral homeland today. Then let's get right into it. Um. Okay. So I... Didn't really want to focus too much on the mythology this time because I always talk about it and I kind of got bored with it. So in order to not be bored with something I love, I'm going to talk about something else related to Italy. Uh, today I am actually going to go over some uh, general information that not everyone may know about and some information that may already be known. Either way, I do still find it really fascinating. The prominent mythology within Italy is Roman mythology, which as most already know has been drawn from Greek, Greek mythology. Many Greek gods and goddesses found other names within the Roman beliefs, but Roman mythology also had a few original gods and goddesses that definitely were not part of Greek anything. Ooh. But... I have to tease. We aren't actually going to get into Damn the gods it. and goddesses. Damn that much. it. He's like, but I'm not telling you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> See, that just ensures another <laughs> Italian episode. <laughs> hey, we're probably going to have more Greek and Italian and uh, Indian and. Yeah, just, all just those. everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Um, so instead, I'm going to cover some information on how Rome was founded and how Roman mythology really came to be. So I guess I am still kind of keeping a little bit on brand, um, but not diving into just mythology. Okay. <clears throat> it all begins with a dude named Aeneas. 
Aeneas was supposed to be the founder of Rome, but for some reason, the goddess Juno wanted to make him her little plaything and cause him a lot of trouble. So much so that when he was traveling from Greece to Italy, Juno ended up causing him to land in a city in Africa named Carthage, where he met a married queen, Dido. Queen Dido had Aeneas so whipped that he actually forgot what he was supposed to be doing. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know, establishing Rome and all that, sh- and all that shit. <laughs> Whoops. No big deal. <laughs> My bad, guys. We'll get to it later. <laughs> I mean, Rome um, wasn't built that day. No, specifically not that day. <laughs> <laughs> He forgot so much that Mercury had to pay him a visit and be like, bro, you got to leave this place. You need to build a city elsewhere. Get it together. Get your shit together, Carol. So Aeneas grabs his dudes and heads out. And poor Queen Dido basically throws herself into a fire because Aeneas broke her heart. I get it. Fucking player. (laughs) Done that. Been there, done that. (laughs) Well, on the way to build Rome, Aeneas and his dudes go through Hades, where Aeneas meets up with his father, who tells him, Son, your spawn are going to do what you failed to do. So, after a quick little hello to Queen Dido and Hades, Aeneas and his dudes head off to the Tiber, where they end up fighting King Turnus of the Rutuli. King Turnip! Why? Sorry. (laughs) King Turnip. Yes, (laughs) Turn up. King turn up. I like it. So why did this all happen? Be- because Juno. That's why. Love that movie. Um, I-, I know. Great movie. Some armor is made. Uh, oh, so some armor is made by Vulcan because Venus told him to and the king is defeated and Aeneas then marries the king's daughter. Juno finally ends her vendetta with Aeneas because Jupiter was like, no more, sister wife. Fast forward a little bit and we get to Romulus and Remus, the descendants that Aeneas' father told him about. Now, these two bros were the spawn of Mars in Rhea Silvia, who was the daughter of the king of Alba Longa, Numitor. Mars took a liking to Rhea and couldn't help but keep his eyes on her all the time. Creep. Right? I mean... She was probably working with some wet-ass pussy. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Where's that mop when you need it? Ew. That's a (laughs) medical problem. If your pussy is that wet. (laughs) Um, Eventually, after Rhea was forced to join the Vestal Virgins, followers of the daughter of Saturn, Vesta, Rhea was out in the woods one day when Mars took his shot and, to put it lightly... He got her pregnant with two boys, Romulus and Remus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Once they were born, she was ordered to throw them into the Tiber, which happened to be flooded, and they were saved by a she-wolf, a sacred animal to Mars, eventually getting adopted by a herdsman, Faustulus, and the wife, Acha Laurentia. I'm, I'm assuming that's how it's said. Now... These two boys grew up to be natural leaders within their communities. I mean, of course, because that is... And one was in Gryffindor and one was in Slytherin. Yes. Precisely. (laughs) The Sorting Hat was like, hey, yo, Romulus, you're Slytherin, Remus, Gryffindor. Word. Um, So they became natural leaders uh, because that is actually what they were meant to be. And eventually they founded Rome. 
but only after Remus was killed in a fight over the name, and Romulus would rule <laughs> and he over won. Rome for 40 years. <laughs> That's amazing. Sorry. <laughs> so, why isn't Rome called Romulus, then? Why is it just... And I guess they call it Roma. Yeah, I think Romulus just wanted to be named after himself in some way. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, this doesn't go really into much detail about the gods and goddesses themselves. So for those who aren't aware of just how much Roman mythology is linked with, with Greek mythology, I will go ahead and go over a few things surrounding the main ones. Jupiter is the same as Zeus. So same powers, different temperaments. Um... Jupiter is more aggressive than Zeus, whereas Zeus is just a whore. I'm sorry, more aggressive than a dude who reincarnated a dead boy just to throw him off a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> more Dang. aggressive than the, than, than the one who... He needs who, uh, anger management. More aggressive than the one who tricked someone into having sex with a cloud copy of his wife to create centaurs. I wonder if that creation of centaurs was intentional or Zeus was like, oh, shit. Like, I did not see that coming. Literally. (laughs) If you guys don't know, please go back to the last episode. (laughs) The last episode, it was a lemonade. You have to listen to it. Yes, it was a lemonade. Have to listen to it. Gosh. Um, (laughs) Damn. Juno is the same as Hera, except in Roman, she is not just Jupiter's wife, but also his sister. So that kind of like goes back to the comment about no more sister wife. Yikes. Because she wasn't just his wife. I mean, we really can't say, say much things about how gross that is, because in Greek mythology and that entire pantheon, there's so everything much Everything was an orgy. On. <laughs> yes, everything was an orgy. Uh, Pluto is Hades, which is weird because, like, Hades is the name of the underworld in Roman mythology, but in Greek mythology, Hades is the god of the underworld, oh. whereas Pluto is, yeah. Neptune is Poseidon. There's really not much difference between Poseidon and Neptune, like, temperament-wise. Most of the differences between the gods and goddesses between Greek and Roman, where they're this, you know, they're one and the same, have different, like, temperaments and, like, different ways that they kind of go about things. And, uh, it's just amazing. Vulcan is Hephaestus, which I believe there's also a Vulcan in Greek mythology, but it's not Hephaestus. Okay. Uh, Venus is Aphrodite. Mercury is Hermes. Uh, Hermes, the messenger god. Uh, so Mercury, the messenger god. They're pretty much very similar to uh, between the two personalities. Um, I could definitely go on, but I will just... I'll end up going more in detail when we actually revisit Italy and I talk more about the gods in detail themselves. Awesome. Now, Katie, yes. before we get into anything um, else, I do have a little question to ask you. Okay. Because I don't believe you answered. On the Discord thingy? Yes. If Yeah, let's, let's go for it. If you could choose where you go for your afterlife, what afterlife would you choose and why? 
Oh, right, right, right. And you and you meant specifically like mythology, not like, oh, I'm going to heaven or whatever. Not well, like much. mythology, different religions, you know, any anywhere where there's like an afterlife promised, I guess you could say. Okay. Where you could go one place or another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I actually talked to John about this today, and he his answer was also Valhalla, which I believe was the answer of one of our other listeners. And um, yes. mine personally is the uh, the land of the dead. You know, just you, you go, you die, everybody goes there. And um, I like how it is in, like, Mexican heritage, somewhere where I could still cross over and spend time with my family. Okay. What about you? Okay. Um, I would very much like to uh, <clears throat> go to the Greek afterlife. Um, there's a place in the underworld where all dead souls go. Um, doesn't matter where it's actually like kind of like paradise like you like it's you're not necessarily you're not being tortured like it's a place where good people go in the underworld I guess you could say that's where I would want to go but who knows if I end up in the Greek underworld then I'll have to deal with whatever wherever they put whatever. Me. Yeah, and what is exactly like what do they gauge is good and bad? Have they adapted to modern times? <laughs> I just I want to know where they set the bar. I I think the the line between good and bad is a little bit skewed for them. So, that's true cuz like to us we're like, "Hey, don't kill people." And they're like, "That's just another day. Like you wronged me. I have full rights to stab you in the face." "Hey, don't tie a don't tie a fetus to your legs so it can finish growing cuz that's not possible." "Wait, what?" <laughs> the um origin story of Oh, uh, okay. I thought you meant like actual ancient Greeks were doing that and I was like I honestly <laughs> thought they were a lot smarter than that but no <laughs> no just I'm just referring okay, to the origin that, story of yes uh, I do Dionysus. remember that now <laughs> <laughs> like people uh, actually what? did that oh, no thankfully people don't do that pe- it's wrong don't do that public service <laughs> announcement from murder mystery <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, right, you asked me the question. That means you're done with your segment. Yes. I all you always leave me wanting more, and that's because you're good at what you do. Because I'm like, just keep talking, never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to shut up sometimes because I do get annoyed with myself. Uh, I guess. All right. Well, I really enjoyed diving a little bit into mythology last week. I was unable because of the similarities between Italian mythology or I guess Roman mythology and Greek mythology made it very difficult to find like original stories as far as murder in mythology goes. But uh, Mm. I used my trusty little pagans app and I want to credit the person who did the initial research because without her, I wouldn't have been able to dive online into this more um her name was rose that was her screen name rose you have no last name but this one's for you so as far as mythology goes i wanted to share a little bit about sicily because i am a proud sicilian it's the culture i most identify with out of all the cultures that make up me 
(laughs) 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 What I didn't know until recently is that Sicily is also known as the island of Persephone. Oh. So Persephone is obviously the Greek name for this goddess, but the Italian equivalent is Proserpina. But she is also also known as Core. Prosapina and Core. Yeah, so Core is like the Italian nickname for her, and they most likely will be referring to her as this nickname. Core and Demeter are both heavily worshipped in Sicily, and actually, there's a university in Sicily that is the Core University of Enna. So they actually have a university named after Persephone. Fun oh fact. wow! I like that fact. Andrew, click to like. (laughs) (laughs) Click. (laughs) The reason Sicily is known as the island of Persephone is because the Greeks believed Sicily's town of Enna was the home of the portal through which Persephone entered the underworld with Hades. So that's entrance to the underworld right there. So Sicily is the largest island in the Mediterranean, and because of its mild climate and picturesque views, I'm drunk, It was the object of (laughs) desire for many cultures, including the Greeks, and the Greeks were the very first people to invade and colonize Sicily, not the last, and seizing the territory (laughs) of the three native civilizations of Sicily, which were the Sicanians, the Sicils, and the Elemians. Much like the other scenarios where areas were colonized, the natives, quote-unquote, accepted the religion of their conquerors. Yeah, we'll we'll say accepted, but... Forced upon is a more accurate. In, in quotes, <laughs> yeah. accepted. accepted. Like, I'm sure the tribal people of Africa just super want to be Mormon. <laughs> oh. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh. The natives of Sicily accepted the Hellenic religion and Greek folklore of their own. So legend has it that near the walls of Enna, there is a large lake named Pergusa Lake. Pergusa, Pergusa, I don't know. The lake is located directly in the center of Sicily and is surrounded by mountains. Fun fact, this is why the town of Enna is known as the navel of Sicily. So that's Sicily's belly button is the entrance to the underworld. Oh, (laughs) wow. So the lake is basically like a basin. It doesn't connect to any bodies of water. And during the summer, it turns blood red, which is why ancient Greeks and Sicilians thought it was the portal to the underworld. Because it'd be like, I don't know if it made that noise, but. (laughs) I imagine that it It did. It was like, and then it was red. (laughs) They were like, it's that time of year again. It's It's red. So the legend goes, Hades emerged from the underworld to ask for Persephone's hand in marriage. We know that. He found her gathering flowers by Lake Pergusa. Persephone goes with him, and Demeter, the mother of Persephone, was traumatized. Now, if you, if you listened to last week's episode, you will know at this particular point in time, Demeter was really upset about Persephone being dead. She goes to, like, a barbecue that was hosted for the gods. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so upset about the abduction of her daughter, she accidentally ate the shoulder of some dude's kid. <laughs> anyway, so then, you know, Zeus flipped his shit. Well, anyway. <laughs> so Demeter <laughs> demanded that Zeus locate Persephone or Demeter will curse all of the humans to starve for eternity. That's motherly love right there. Yeah. I will curse the, humanity if I don't find my child. Zeus finds Persephone and ask, asks her... <laughs> to come home. I will point out Demeter. He asked her. (laughs) 
And Hades follows her and gives her a pomegranate. And depending on the ledger, the legend, she either eats four or six of the seeds. And it allows her to come up and spend time with her mother in the spring and the summer and chill with Hades during the fall and the winter. Good gig. I would totally do that. Yeah, that sounds like a, a good thing to do. Just, I just need my husband when it's cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient Sicilians performed rituals at this lake, particularly girls and women who would go to the lake during milestone moments in their life, celebrating Persephone and how she entered the underworld as an innocent girl and and emerged a woman. (laughs) Persephone remained pretty important over the years. There's even a cult of Persephone in Italy. And at the beginning of every fall, there's a festival called Chorus Catagogi, or Catagogi, I don't know, translating to the recall of Cori and is a celebration of Persephone's annual descent into the underworld at the beginning of fall. And fun fact, there were so many Greeks living in Italy at one point that there were more Greeks than Italians, so especially in Sicily. And so in Sicily, they actually use the Greek god names instead of the Italians who use the Roman god names. Oh. Yeah. Very interesting. Yes. So Sicily so Sicily could be more so considered in a mytholo- mythological mindset part of Greece. Definitely. Definitely. And Sicily, I mean, it's like kind of a melting pot. There's no true like Sicilian. I mean, if you test any of us, there's like Spanish blood, there's Middle Eastern, there's African. We're not well liked by Italians, I've noticed. <laughs> we had some Italian exchange cool. students come to school one time, and I I wanted to connect with them because I'm like, oh my god, other Italians, I'm Italian. And I thought that would be like a fun icebreaker, and I was like, I'm Italian, I'm Sicilian. Yeah. No. <laughs> and they're like, no. Yeah, they were like, they okay, they called me a naughty word, and I'm going to repeat it but I'm not going to call someone that. So let's just say I'm relaying the message. So they <laughs> called me a Mora, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I went home, and I told my mom that. I was like, they didn't like me, and they called me this word, and it was a Mora. And she was like, oh. They were call- <gasps> they were calling me black because Sicilians, we have a lot of African blood in us because, you know, we have- conquering raping pillaging none none of that was my fault and yeah so they were very uh prejudiced (laughs) toward me oh so that was interesting well i had another bit but i don't want to like drag the episode on too long so i guess i can save it for next time um i mean if you want to we're only at like 40 minutes okay okay this is more of i mean technically there's murder involved it's like, it's a it's a big mystery. I was looking up Italian mysteries, and this one kind of caught my eye. If it's boring, I'll edit it out. It's cool. So, June 27th, 1980. Neither one of us was alive yet. Atavia Flight 870 was flying from Bologna to Palermo with 77 passengers and four airplane staff in tow. The plane was behind on schedule, and there was, there was an unexpected delay of an hour and 53 minutes. This seems redundant, but... Trust me, there's a reason I'm telling you this. So An hour and 15 minutes. 53. So it was de- delayed by an hour and 53 minutes, almost two hours. So Okay, noted. <clears throat> just throwing that out there. So one hour into the flight that was delayed, the plane disappeared entirely from radar screens. 
Later, a few days later, debris and floating bodies were found in the Tyrrhenian Sea, where it was uh, confirmed that the plane had crashed and all 81 people on board had died. The weird part was that there was significant evidence that this was not an unfortunate accident. The plane was brought down intentionally. (gasps) What? Yes. But the questions remain. What happened? Who did this? And why? The event is known as the Eustica Massacre, and the Italian government investigated it for years, but eventually officials had to make this eerie statement. The action is primarily an act of war, a de facto unreported war, and deemed an act of terrorism, but it was an act of terrorism no one ever took credit for. What? So they've since reassembled the fragments of the plane and continue to investigate after... President Francesco Cosiga stated that he believed the plane was shot down by the French military. This had not been confirmed, but apparently they filed a claim for damages against the French president, but I wasn't able to find, like, where that went. Obviously not far, I think, because if they got char- if the French people got charged, then it wouldn't be a mystery. <laughs> so <laughs> another weird thing is that the Italian Air Force had four generals that were charged with high treason for withholding important details about the air traffic on the day of the crash. So, like, were they in on it? That's a question. So it just randomly disappeared. It disappeared and, well, the plane disappeared <laughs> off the radar and, like, they had no details as to why, like, the air traffic w- was that way. Like, why the plane got delayed, who else was in the air. Like, it, it, it all is just gone, records of that day. Oh. Yeah. So there are several conspiracy theories, of course, regarding, <laughs> regarding the event. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first being that the plane was taken down by a terrorist bomb because Italy had been victim to several bombings in the 70s, and this was just at the beginning of the 80s. Because the flight had been delayed, it was speculated that there was a bomb on board and it was scheduled to go off when it reached the Palermo airport, not mid-flight like it happened. So, but the plane got delayed, so it just exploded midair instead of at the airport. Oh, wow. So one investigation confirmed that it was a bomb on board that went off in the rear lavatory. However, people questioned the validity of that investigation because it was previously reported that the lavatory and toilet were recovered from the sea perfectly intact with no evidence of a bombing. So many people think there was a kamikaze on board, but like, why at this point? Like, why would there be a kamikaze on board? Just, you know, like, yeah. what would be the, and why would they not take credit for that if there was a reason for it? Exactly, because if you're going to commit an act of terrorism, then your terrorist group that is committing that act of terrorism it's like sending is a message. Going to fess up yeah, because it's usually, I mean, I don't commit a lot of acts of terrorism or anything, but I would assume that they they do it to send a message. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're here, and uh, don't fuck with us. Yeah, but it remains a mystery because people f- keep yeah. throwing out conspiracy theories, like the recovery vessel was French, so how could we trust? the report (laughs) radar reports have been erased and many italian generals have been indicted for obstruction of justice investigators constantly try to look into the event and are met with italians or and are met with what italians refer to as un moro di goma aka a rubber wall so anytime they try and find answers boom they bounce back damn so but if you want to learn more about this specific disaster uh there's 
there's a docu series on Amazon Pride called or Amazon Prime, not Pride. <laughs> although <laughs> there's an idea. Yeah, that's although, an idea. Like, that is an idea. You heard it here, You're, folks. TM, TM. <laughs> <laughs> it's a docu series on Amazon Prime called Mayday: Air Disaster Investigations. This is season thirteen, episode seven: Massacre Over the Mediterranean. Which apparently there are thirteen series or is thirteen seasons of mysterious airline disasters that have not been solved. That's really weird to me. <laughs> that scares me. That scares actually. me too. Watch me never fly again. <laughs> What's international travel? Oh like, God! Who yeah, who that? even does that anymore? That's a thing of the past. <laughs> What if it wasn't an act of terrorism and it was Italy trying to start something by doing it themselves and they're the ones who committed the act, but since nobody would come forward, they're like, oh, it's an act of terrorism. And since nobody actually came forth, they're like, F- well, fuck, we got to figure this out now because if we don't, you know, people are going to catch on to us. So what if it's the Italian government? What if it was something simple like they hit a bird or something and like, <laughs> and the plane went down and they were like, terrorism! The birds are after us. <laughs> it's the birds. It's the, the birds. The, it's those suicidal birds from India, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess uh, unless people come forward with more information, we may never know because that's all. That was forty years ago. <laughs> so forty years ago, nineteen eighty was forty years ago. <laughs> I need another oh, drink. God. It's crazy. Wasn't it like 20 years, years ago? ago? I feel like two seconds ago it was 20 years ago. But I know. Like, I always think like 20 years ago was not the year 2000, but like the but 1980s. But like 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 20 years ago in the 1980s. And then like Gen Z's looking at me like, bro. Uh, no. 20 the years 80s? ago is the year 2000. You were born in the 80s? You're ancient. <laughs> I was playing a game and like with a bunch of random people and like one of them was like one of these people was like super freaking chill so i was like hey you're chill stick around because i was hosting the, the the room and i was like hey stick around you're chill blah 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 and then i was like oh hey here's like this information for like discord um just make sure you're 18 18 and over and they're like how old do you think how old are you i was like i'm over 18 um <laughs> and they're like okay and i was like i'm 31 and they're like and everyone's like, you're old. I was like, oh, this is not the lobby to be in right now. So oh my I like God. exited. Oh, <laughs> exit, exit, exit. Wash, wash myself. <laughs> I was like, I was like, if you're not over 18, then you're not going to join. And if I find out that you joined and you're not over 18, I'm going to kick you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes. That's got to be awkward. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> no. So, well. That was our well, <laughs> well, <laughs> allora. That was our Italian episode. So that yeah. was our Italian episode. That was it. Hope you're satisfied. <laughs> Hope we Are filled that void that we left for you last week. <laughs> was the void filled? If not, that's fine. But you know, I mean, if you really want to yell at us, you have a way of yelling at us directly, and we'll respond immediately. Also, yell at us at Discord. BT Dubs, go if you're enjoying this episode or our episodes every week. Just please go rate us on Apple, please. Even if you, Apple, even if you Spotify. listen on Spotify, you can't. Can you rate things on Spotify? I don't think you can. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
rate us everywhere that you can everywhere rate us and now i have to go start rating things on spotify because <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know but yeah i think you do that on a computer oh yeah i don't do that i don't spotify on my computer what's the computer these days and actually i'm surprised we didn't talk about it was either i read either greece or i think it was greece that it has the world's oldest computer like what? ancient let me look this up real quick. I'm world's <laughs> oldest cat. <laughs> world's oldest cat. Okay, so Greece. Yes, it was Greece. Um, it's a 2,000-year-old computer called the Antikythera Mechanism. It doesn't have a screen, so. <laughs> I mean, it looks I don't like a wheel. Would. What if what if it did have a screen and we just don't know how to activate it? Yeah, what if it was a screen that the aliens took with them when they left? Maybe it's maybe it's a, a device that the aliens are just waiting to activate so it just annihilates humankind. Apparently it helped the Greeks understand the universe. Oh, well then it's probably not going to annihilate us, but it definitely would do some people well to be educated with it. Oh, apparently it's enormous. I mean, the old computers always were, right? (laughs) 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 They're made of bronze. That's huge! Oh my god, it wasn't even discovered. It was 2,000 years old. It wasn't even discovered until the 20th century. Oh my god, the things you learn when you Google. Oh, the Googles. Anyways, we'll we'll talk more about that in the Discord group. (laughs) Everybody come join and we'll, we'll talk about life's mysteries that don't get covered on the show. All right, well, we will see you next week. We promise. Chin chin. Promise. Scouts honor. Penis penis. Penis penis, everybody. (laughs) Have a good one. (laughs) Penis penis. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Murder Mystery, theme song by Luella Gren, logo by Lexi Wilson. New episodes air every Sunday on Apple, Google, Spotify, pretty much everywhere you get your podcasts. This podcast is currently entirely self-funded, so in order to keep it going, we really rely on word of mouth. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, review, and of course, tell your friends. If you have questions, corrections, or location and story suggestions, you can email us at murdermysterypodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at murdermystery. And don't forget to join us again next week.